Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles. The rich and your race. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Greetings, Trashlings, and welcome back to another episode of Space Trash. Love sauce of the rich and Juraidus. It's Sarah Armour. And I'm Molly Malshine, and it feels so good that we're about to share our real and unvarnished thoughts on the Barbie backlash. But before we get into it, I don't know if this crossed your desk or not. Uh, Margaret Qualley and Jack Antonoff, I guess they did a feature in Interview Magazine, and she confessed to being a newly minted huge fan of New Jersey. Oh, my. I'm glad you led with that. I, I, that's headline news here at the Space Trash HQ. Wow. Love to hear it. Yeah. We are two. We are Jersey girls. Through and through. Born in well, I was born in Philly, but I mean, I was born in New York, but we we are suburban New Jerseyites. We are both the, the two ends of the tapped barrel, Philly and New York, and then we moved to New Jersey. Wow, I never realized that either. That no, we're truly caps on cap moon, like soulmate connection. Like I'm covering the inner, you're covering the outer in the Capricorn yeah, space. Love it. Okay, while I read you this quote, could you do me a solid and look up where Margaret Qualley was brought up because I need to know. Okay, yes, not born. Yeah, born, brought up, whatever. So okay. Jack Antonoff says, why have you fallen in love with New Jersey? And is this a bit or are you really here to stay? Quali. And she is, remember, a Nepo baby. Her mom is Southern brunette, curly hair. What the hell is her name? We always get it wrong. It's not Minnie Driver. It's Andy McDowell. Yes, thank you. Andy McDowell. Okay. Quali says, this is not a bit. And I hope that one day you love it as much as I do. Antonoff, who is a Jersey boy. So you have no complicated feelings. You're just in. Quali, I'm just in. I mean, I am the most in. I only want to be in New Jersey. Oh, my fucking God. This is where it gets wild. Antonov says, can you tell me your favorite part of New Jersey? Quali responds, your shoulders drop just immediately. It's a little bit slower. You talk about things. Yes, your face. This makes no sense. You have an interaction everywhere. It's more small town. I think it's more human. She is comparing it to her early years on a ranch in Missoula, Montana, only before moving to Asheville, North Carolina, which actually is the smallest town friendliest place on earth. But maybe by then she was like doing stuff with her mom. I don't know. But Missoula, Montana. What is slower than those two places? How is New Jersey a little bit slower than Montana or Asheville? You're reading my mind. I guess when I think about maybe Montana, maybe it's because because it's a ranch like no one's interacting anyway so like the racing thoughts in your head or like whatever's happening inside your ranch home feels like a lot because it's just like family because i feel like people must live like far away from each other in montana asheville is shocking to me when compared to new jersey in terms of small and friendly and slow so that's all the way off but i also imagine here's what i'm thinking yeah tell me 
I think she's taking a helicopter from Midtown Manhattan to Long Beach Island. She's like, I met a pilot. He's really cool. Yeah, she's like airdropping <laughs> herself into a summer town. Yeah. And she's not taking the turnpike. She's not taking the parkway. That is the only way that it's a little bit slower makes any sense when you're talking about New Jersey to literally airdrop yourself into the only calm part of New Jersey. So what she's really talking about is LBI. Right. She's talking about the shore. She's talking about LBI specifically. And I also think there is nothing more social than yeah. the beach town in the off season. I grew up at the shore. Like, yes, everyone's up each other's asses. Like it is claustrophobically intimate in a small beach town where most of the population leaves for most of the year. Right. And maybe you just have to maybe it feels slow because like you have to like bike to the bar on a highway where you're like, where are all the cars? And it's like, wait to get to the summer. It's really not like, it's not really like slow though. I don't know. Like it's still New Jersey. Do you know what I mean? I mean, we're like, I think specifically known for like club bangers. Yeah. Heart like, rates high. Heart rates high. Out here. Yeah. My town where I'm from, Bayhead, if you are one of the rich people that lives on the beach, it is an idyllic, stunning, beautiful existence for sure. Um, but it's not real life. Like that's people that's you're on vacation. Like for the people that actually live there, not to mention like, let alone the people that are working to cater to all those summer people. It's fast, fast, fast. It's just, I don't know. It's just right. funny. I've never heard someone describe New Jersey as a little bit slower. And maybe she's just saying like, as compared to New York city, I guess where I'm airdropped from, I like to go to the, I mean, look, I get that feeling too. Sometimes when I go into the city and then I come back to New Jersey and I get out of the car, I had this overwhelming feeling of like the smell of grass, you know, like yeah. sometimes that does feel like, wow, like back in the burbs and thank God. Cause like the, the hustle of the bustle of the city. But like, I, yeah, I don't really know what, um, what she's referring to. I want to know more. Margaret, let us know. We're dying to understand. We are so open to that kind of good press, but I do think it it does need to track. Yeah. I think she's going on vacation to LBI and that's why it feels slower because she's literally on vacation. Right, in October. No, but even in the summer, if you're if you're that rich that you're on the beachfront in, the, in a shore town, like you're making your own hours, mm. you know? Right, and everybody's like, hey, you want a koozie? Hey, hey, neighbor, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess she's comparing it to literally Midtown Manhattan. So, okay, case closed. Yeah. Okay, Barbie backlash. What? Okay. I started listening back to our old Barbie episode. And it really, just the different, the way that we are now, you know, okay, I'm sorry. The the thoughts are just racing around in my head. I know. I feel that way. We're girls from New Jersey, and that's actually how fast we think. Yeah. What are you doing, Marg? We're, we're fast-paced. Yeah. Hello. So, okay. I feel like the way about the Barbie movie now that I feel about Hillary Clinton now, like, I'm allowed to say, I don't like it Yeah. that much. It was fine. Hillary Clinton was fine. But it didn't really, like, I, I was not bowled over by Hillary Clinton or by the Barbie movie. Now, that is not Greta Gerwig's fault. It's not Margot Robbie's fault. But I think there's a point now, we've gotten to a point in the discourse around Barbie where we're hitting a backlash. The Oscar nominations came out earlier this week and people keep saying Barbie was snubbed in many ways. I actually think it's completely shocking that Barbie was nominated for anything to begin with. 
I think we said both about Barbie and Saltburn that like these are ultimately comedies and comedies don't get nominated. Right. Like now that only in the last few years have they expanded the best picture category to 10 nominees. The reason they do that is because the film industry and people actually physically going to theaters is dying. So they want to find a mm. way to reward those big blockbusters that make a shit ton of money. And the way that they do that is by giving throw tossing them a bone with the much larger and more open best picture category. Well, because ultimately that becomes like a streaming category and then more people make the movie or more people then watch the movie no matter what. So the buy-in on the investor side is going to be greater. Exactly. This is a Hail Mary on the part of the film industry. Mm -hmm. Like This is a Hail Mary pass that they are like, you know what, if we nominate Top Gun Maverick for an Oscar, even though we all look down on it and think we're too good for that. I heard it was great, though. I got to say, I got to be honest. I heard it was great. Yeah, but, you know, I'm talking about snobs here. Like, they look down on it. They sure. think it's crap. Sure. You know, so that is why the Best Picture category has gotten so much bigger from five nominees to 10 nominees. I also kind of feel like it's got to get some women, got to get some people of color. It's like, well, we want to keep the five white guy nominees. It's like, well, let's expand it. It's like, oh, yeah, you're right. It's like affirmative action a little bit to me. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So if this had happened, I, I firmly believe that if we're talking five years ago, Barbie would have gotten zero nominations. Mm -hmm. But because it was so good for the film industry at large, because it got people to the theaters, they are tossing it a few bones in the form of all these different categories. Can you confirm for us which categories was Barbie nominated for an Oscar for? It got a bunch of the tech nominee nominations like set design and stuff, I think. Okay. And then I know for sure that uh, America Ferreira was nominated for supporting actress. Okay. Ryan Gosling was nominated for supporting actor. Again, those are two categories where comedies actually have a chance supporting actor. Yeah. Best actress, Margot Robbie did not get nominated. Greta Gerwig did not get nominated for best picture, but she got nominated for best screenplay, but not best director. Like as somebody who went to film school and had dreams of screenwriting and directing and starring in my own stuff I love Greta um I feel like screenplay is a wonderful that I, I feel like that's a great honor right and like Greta Gerwig is 40 a good screenplay is really hard to write yeah she's like 40 and she is going to have many 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 yeah more movies yeah. she's so young for a director like oh my god so it's really not that big of a deal yeah she's she's literally couldn't be killing it harder out there Right. So they're saying that she was snubbed for director and they're saying that Margot was snubbed for best actress. What are your thoughts? Um, I guess like the first question that I had is when we're saying snubbed, what are we even saying? You know, like 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 who decides who gets Oscar nominations? The Academy? Yeah, the people all the people who have won Oscars in the past. OK, so this is a group of your peers it's like it's like at the end of the day, the, the there wasn't like a quorum of the Oscar winners past that are going like, you know what? Fuck these bitches. It's like it didn't get nominated. These these two things specifically didn't get nominated because people didn't feel the, the Democratic Union of the actors of the winners of association. They didn't give it to them. It's like snubbed by what does snubbed mean? Snubbed mean I think snubbed means like. Mm, actually like mm, we're just gonna not give it to you snub to me indicate like i don't like this idea of snubbed i feel like this idea of snubbed means that like anybody deserves anything and no one deserves shit right famous egot winner Whoopi goldberg said on the view today 
It's subjective. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's completely subjective. It didn't get the votes. Sorry. Yeah, like no one's really entitled to an Oscar nomination. If it would be a snub if it was the only movie made all year and they just didn't nominate it, you know? Right. It, it would be, a, and it would be a snub. I mean, look, I think that the directing was lovely, but there's also a part of me that's like, boy, was that long. There's another part of me that thought Margot did a great job playing Barbie, but to be honest, she plays Barbie every damn day of her life. This is not someone that really had to like, this wasn't, this wasn't like Kevin. Christian Bale and the Machinist, which for years I called the Machinist. How dumb is that? But I, it's not him like losing. I would have thought that. Yeah, I know. I being that was one of those I really hated to be correct on because I was like, oh, machine, right? But but, uh, you know, he lost like 117 pounds and was like and lived on the edge of insanity to like play this part. It's like all Margot really had to do to get it right was like. How much can I point my toes? Like how? St- it's not like she did any like. There was no like great acting feat on Margot's part. She was just the perfect Barbie because she's the perfect Barbie. And what's really cool is that she produced it, and they're getting they're getting recognition for that. So like, I don't know. You did it. You won. She did win. They both did win already for lots of shit. And sorry, it's not Oscar worthy. You did kind of play yourself. Also, the Barbie character had very little arc. I mean, I was saying this before, but. Something that Leo Rising Pearl Rose, comedian friend of the pod, and she was our special guest for our Golden Bachelor episode, um, full of Leos. Listen back if you're in the mood. But something that she pointed out to me is that she felt similarly about the Barbie movie, but what she really felt was that actually Ken was the protagonist of the film more so than Barbie, which I thought was an interesting take. She's like, he's the one that really has like the big arc. He's the one who actually comes and, like, gets his entire paradigm shifted, whereas Barbie kind of just had this awakening that was, like, the world sucks and, like, feelings are hard, which is so true. But Ken is the one that at the end of the film is is then sent on a journey of self-discovery, not Barbie. Barbie was there all along. Yes, exactly. Like, it's kind of funny that Ryan Gosling upstaged this entire cast of acclaimed incredible female actors in a script written by a woman and a man it was co-written by Noah Baumbach but it's like I felt like I was crazy when I was watching it because I was like Ken is the only interesting funny part of this and I sort of felt like they should have gone full rad femme and completely deconstructed Barbie or they should have put no feminism in it at all and instead they landed on this in-between corporate girl boss thing that really just did not resonate for me and felt very first world problems. I didn't understand what Barbie's arc was, but it's re- it's really funny because people are saying it's sexist that um that Ken got nominated but not Barbie and it's like, well, okay, America Ferrera also got nominated. So that kind of ruins that part and also it, the, the script like I said was written by Greta like it's her it's kind of her fault that Ryan Gosling was the more important and not more important but the more interesting story like she made the story so it's kind of funny and then the other thing that's really funny is I'm pretty sure Margot was nominated as a producer she was which in many ways at her stage in her career that's actually in some might argue the bigger achievement especially because of all the Scorpio in her chart she's like yeah I'm the business baby and I just look like this she's Barbie period whether she plays in the movie or not so that wasn't hard it's just like isn't that more gratifying for feminists that you would get that you would get rewarded for your brain and not your beauty like how muddled up are we now that we're like 
oh, she didn't get, you know, I don't know. It's just funny. It's really just funny. I, I really want to read this tweet from this woman named Christy Whalen. Uh, she is an actress, according to Twitter. I don't know if she's a real person or a bot. TBH. An actress, according to Twitter, or a bot. TBH is a is like one of the biggest insults I've ever heard thrown at someone if they, in fact, are a real person that's like trying to be an actor. <laughs> I know. I'm sure she's a great actress because her tweets make no sense, and that is the mark of a great actor. A good thespian should not be able to construct a convincing tweet because then they would be a writer. But okay. She was tweeting all this stuff and it was getting, everyone was like, quote, tweeting it. And it was going viral because it was kind of dumb. She said, Margot happens to be genetically blessed and therefore could play Barbie without a physical transformation. Just because she didn't need a prosthetic nose or weird makeup doesn't mean she wasn't as deserving of an Oscar. Hot girl rights really is what justice for hot girls. Well, so she's saying the same thing that like when you started reading the tweet, I was like, okay, that's what I just said. Like, it wasn't like this was like some great acting feat on Margot's part. She was just like, how stiff can I be? The only big, the big, the big scene for Margot was when she had her like no knees bending existential crisis. That was like sort of it. But then this tweet sort of turns the corner because it's like, well, wait a second, wait a second. There'd be no reason for Barbie to have a weird prosthetic nose. I mean, what is she, witch Barbie? I mean, dude, what, like that's just, a, it, it goes to, it slides to me down the dumb, down the dumb slide because it's like, well, first of all, Bradley's not nominated or whoever's nominated. Prosthetics don't get you a nomination either. And why would Barbie have prosthetics <laughs> in general? Right. This, can you this... imagine, can you imagine if they let Amy Schumer do it and they were like, but Amy, we're going to give you a, a, a chest to wear that's three sizes larger. And we're going to ask you if you mind, if you can sign this consent form that we cinch your waist. It's like, what would, what would the prosthetics for Barbie would be like negative prosthetics. It would be like anti-prosthetic. Yeah. Well, what this person is saying is that Margot Robbie didn't get nominated because she's hot and that she's being a, like, and it's just like, okay. Yeah. Tell that to the hundreds of stunning women who have won acting Oscars. They're all beautiful. Like, this is not like, what, what are, you, are you trying to make the case that like the best actress category is full of uggos? Not really. I think it's you know, like being pretty is kind of the first parameter that you, like it's the first thing that you have to check off in order to even be an actress, let alone get nominated right. for an Oscar. It's like, this is not the first hot woman who was in, in the running, <laughs> you know? Margot's no victim. I'm looking it up right now because I want to make sure that I'm right. I'm pretty. Wasn't she nominated for I Tanya? Yeah. Which, for the record, she also produced. Go Margot, go, and she produced it with her husband, which is the truly goals. But like, like Margot is not like like the Academy is not anti Margot. It's like you've done great work, and we celebrate that. Barbie was great work in terms of the box office, and yeah, fun, fun, right? And fun movies don't get Oscars. Sorry, last year with everything ever all at once was a blip. Oh, I agree, but well, I feel like either it was right before or right after like Oscars so white. It was like where the Asians Oscars. Oh yeah. I feel like there was like big Asian American cinema backlash at one point. And they were like, all right, all right, all right, we'll wait for the next good one. I know. I think it's really cool to celebrate all different cultures. I think the thing with every everywhere, everywhere, or whatever actually is like a mother story. And that is feminist. You know, you know what I mean? Like that a family story is a mother story, no matter what way you spin it, unless it's like the whale, I guess. Yeah. 
I just want to say this. I think it's so funny that Just Ken is the big song. I didn't realize America was also nominated. So now it kind of ruins the joke. But like, boy, what a whole new meaning to Just Ken. <laughs> oh, my it's God. It's Just Ken, the only one nominated from the pen. <laughs> I, I know. Well, it was be easy to think he was the only one nominated from how everyone was going on about it. But like, it's yet another thing that makes all of us white women look like assholes because it's like the Latina woman's right there who got nominated. Right. And we're, Wait, why can't we just be so happy for her? Right, we have to instead erase her and get annoyed on behalf of the two white women who have already been nominated before. I'm pretty sure both of them have. Both of them have been nominated and celebrated their entire careers. I think Greta actually has Oscars. Uh, I, Tanya was definitely nominated. Now America has been out there pounding the pavement since she was sharing jeans with Alexis Bledel or whatever. Right. <laughs> like, bro, she's like, let's give America a little bit of cred. Also, I, I think it's been funny too, based on how much you hated that monologue. I loved, there was like a bunch of like, you know, like quote, quote memes going around where it was like, men have come up to me and said they never thought about a woman's perspective before. And it's like, wow. What men are you hanging out with? I don't think it's true. First of all, I think people are lying it's it's like it's like those tweets. So many men, so many men are thanking me for giving them an insight into the very very basics of the feminine perspective. It's like, wow. I don't think they are. I don't think they are. <laughs> but okay, let's talk about the monologue because the monologue for me was the absolute low point. You hated the monologue. Low you hated point the monologue. of the movie. Okay, the, from the first line, it is literally impossible to be a woman. No, it's not. I do it every day. So do you. <laughs> so does America Ferreira. So does Greta Gerwig. I hope and pray that America literally just added the word literally to her, her performance. And that wasn't actually a part of the script is, is my, my yes. deepest desire. It is. What she's talking about is that it is figuratively impossible to be a woman. It's very literally not literal. Yeah. So, okay. Here's what she says. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We always have to be extraordinary, but somehow we're always doing it wrong. Okay. I don't know. I mean, okay. I don't think I, I don't ever feel like I have to always be extraordinary. Do you? I have a mother that really confused me. So I feel that I am always. <laughs> Good. See, that's great. Okay. She says you have to be thin, but not too thin. Definitely not true. Again, untrue. People love you when you're too thin. They fucking love you. I think when I was too thin, clothes fit better. Everyone liked me more. But I'll say this on the flip. Now that I'm fat, I get hit on way more. I think it's because I'm more approachable. <laughs> Next line. And you can never say you want to be thin. 
Well, I've been railing against that. I talk about wanting to lose the baby weight all the time. And it really bothers me when people are like, no, you made a human. I'm like, yeah. And now I want to be thin again. I think everyone's pretty open about wanting to be thin. Yeah. You can say you want to be thin. You have to say you want to be healthy, but you also have to be thin. You have to have money. Okay. That is not a woman thing at all. I think men also have to have money. Yeah. And like, if anything, please, men, get the money going. I'm planning on marrying well. Mm. Yeah. And then she says, you have to have money, but you can't ask for money because that's crass. What are you talking about? That is actually, I do, I, I, I do feel that if I was a man asking for the investments that in the past I'd asked for, I would have gotten them. I do feel that. Okay. That's fair. But do you think that you were seen as crass for act, asking for I them? felt crass. Okay. Well, you shouldn't feel crass. The whole, this is my issue with this whole monologue is like, you don't have to feel this way. Like if you are going to be a person who relies on asking for money in life, you cannot think that it's crass. You have to get over it. And it goes for every gender. It goes for every gender. I think that men are more likely to be awarded the money because men are the ones that hold the money and they're more likely to think that men's ideas are good. But I don't think that one is viewed as more crass than the other. Yeah, crass, maybe crass isn't the word I would use. Okay, she says you have to be a boss, but you can't be mean. You don't have to be a boss if you're not someone's boss. And you can be mean. People are just going to think you're mean. You know, like if, you, if you're mean, people are going to think you're mean. It's just interesting. It's like, you have to be a boss. It's like, and now we're all upset. Like the girl bosses weren't celebrated. It's like, how about just like people are people and like, it's a comedy. It's not going to get nominated no matter who the bosses are. I just, I don't know. I just think you really don't have to be a boss if you don't want to. America, like hit a comedy club. Like that's comedy, yeah. baby. We all mean. And you can be mean. People just are going to think you're mean. That's the thing. Like, if you're okay with people thinking you're mean, you can be mean. My slight hope is that America took some liberties. And maybe she's speaking more from the Latinx perspective. But, like, literally, I don't think so. (laughs) Well, Greta, because Greta wrote it, you know. What the full moon in Leo is actually asking us to interrogate within ourselves and within the, the organizations that we're in is, like, how's your leadership? Fire signs are leadership signs. Actually, everybody is meant to lead in ways that encourage the group. Isn't that what leadership is? She says you have to lead, but you can't squash other people's ideas. Who can? And also you, again, you don't have to be a boss and you don't have to lead. You really don't. You can take a back seat if you want. She says you're supposed to love being a mother, but don't talk about your kids all the damn time. Well, you can talk to your about your kids to other moms. Like, yeah, don't talk about your kids all the time to, you know, the postman. He doesn't care. But also, like, have you been on Instagram? Yeah, it's like all a lot of people talk about. It's it. moms. It's all moms. She says you have to be a career woman, but also always be looking out for other people. Why are those? Why would those things be mutually exclusive? Right. That's it. Goes back to the boss thing. A good boss is looking out for all the people because they're actually a good leader. Right. Also, I don't feel that I have to be a career woman. I really don't. I mean, I definitely feel a some type of way about unpaid woman's work, but I also think But that's not what we're talking about. Right, exactly. That's what I was just gonna say. That's a different conversation. This is like a woman who's working at Mattel in the film. Right. This this to me is a monologue about like feeling victimized and oppressed because people don't like you. 
when you express your opinion. And it's like, well, no, like no gender guarantees that everyone's going to like you. We don't really like most of Trump's opinions. Right. You can be a messy person person with opinions it's not like I for me growing up as a because a lot of people like when I posted about how much I disliked this speech a lot of people wrote to tons of people were in my dms talking about it and a lot of people were like well this speech was good for little girls to see I disagree when I was a little kid it would have never occurred to me any of this shit when I was a little kid I thought I'm the shit you can't tell me nothing I am just as good as anyone who is good at me at the things I'm good at I don't care if it's a boy or a girl like when I was a little girl I did not have any sense of of you have to lead but you can't squash other people's I was squashing everyone's ideas if I thought they were stupid bitch we are perennial class presidents don't tell me nothing yeah like I think this speech is kind of putting a really really retrograde version of femininity into people's heads I was just going to say, I feel it's a bit dated because the truth is, and I think that in a, in certain ways, the millennials have suffered for it. But I actually feel like if I'm being honest in terms of like specifically the programming of the public school education of which I was raised in a upper middle class community in favorite state of market, New Jersey, that like I feel like there was, I went to like specific girl power like seminars and like girl power like be what you want live your dreams shit and actually there wasn't that I felt like so much of my public school education was about feminine confidence building and actually the men kind of didn't have that and that's why now everybody you know you know faults defaults on their loans and and has like a side chick that's you know 20 years younger because they're just like what is it even to be a man yeah like I kind of feel bad for men I feel bad for men sometimes yeah yeah, like we all have. They are just Ken. They are just Kens. We all have shit that we have to deal with that's due to, you know, other people's expectations around gender. But this speech did not speak to that for me. She says you have to answer for men's bad behavior, which is insane. But if you point that out, you're accused of complaining. I have never felt I had to answer for men's bad behavior. No, I make it material. I'm so grateful for it. It's why I've had any TV credits. Right. Lay it on me, bros. Let's go to the top. Yeah. She says you're supposed to stay pretty for men, but not so pretty that you tempt them too much or that you threaten other women because you're supposed to be a part of the sisterhood. I get that. That's a that Mm. could be a whole speech of its own. But I disagree with that. I just want to say now that I'm someone that's like um in a sort of red zone BMI, it's actually not the men that even notice. It's the women. Really? I feel like it's I don't say to any man, like, sorry, I'm fat now. To every girl friend that I reconnect with, I'm like, sorry, I'm fat now. But that's you. Deciding. And that's my own shit. That's my own shit. But I feel that it's women that are more noticing other women than I think men are just like, do you have an ass? Do you have tits? Do you have a hole? Cool. I disagree. I think the only people who have ever shamed me about my weight were men. Really? So that is a, yeah. maybe that's a, a, that's, maybe that's a cultural difference, but I don't know. But you're not only talking to Jewish people. And I'm not only yeah, talking like to Jewish, Catholics. I just feel like <laughs> so Jewish weird. women tend Jewish women tend to have those chubby earth bodies. I don't think that's true at all. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Everybody in my family is fat. So I don't really know. <laughs> I I do get like you could threaten other women because you're supposed to be part of the sisterhood if you if you're too pretty. I do that I don't think that being too pretty is that, but I think uh I don't like when other people are like, Why are you wearing makeup at the gym? 
is Greta Gerwig from like the Midwest? Was her mom a total Susie homemaker? Like what, where is this mindset coming from? I don't want to talk about the speech too much more, but the ending just sums it up. She says, um, it's too hard. It's too contradictory. And nobody gives you a medal or says, thank you. Well, nobody gives men medals for being men either. Or thanks them. I guess I guess maybe like purple hearts in the army, but that's but also you have for to women. lose a limb for that. And she says, and it turns out, in fact, that not only are you doing everything wrong, but also everything is your fault. Who feels this way? What is Noah Bomback doing to her? Let me throw this out there. She grew up in Sacramento. Is this how they feel in Sacramento? And then the final part, I'm just so tired of watching myself and every single other woman tie herself into knots so that people will like us. And this is my whole issue with this speech. You're talking about, you're not talking about being a woman. You're talking about wanting people to like you. And that's a completely different topic. Like This is, this is a speech about. Right. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe the piece, well, maybe the piece that it's missing though, is that I'm not, women are programmed to operate in a way where we don't feel comfortable unless people like us, maybe. I don't agree with that. I mean, like I'm kind of a bitch sometimes. So I don't know what this person is talking about. I don't know what Greta Gerwig is talking about with this speech. And the last the last sentence is, if all of that is also true for a doll just representing women, then I don't even know. That's the conclusion of the speech. It's word salad. I don't even know. It's so weird and bad. And I think that Greta Gerwig just kind of typed this and didn't think this movie was going to be an Oscar contender, didn't think that people were really going to be dissecting the feminism that much. And now she's just like laughing all the way to the bank while, while we are sitting here dissecting it. And I'm happy for her. I think actually in terms of Greta and Margot, they could not give an absolute fuck about anything but how fucking well they did. Right. Which is absolutely well-deserved. It's kind of interesting though, because it's like almost like the backlash to these like snubs is in a way a weird reflection of that subpar monologue because it's like, we're all like, so upset on behalf of these women who actually aren't necessarily upset for themselves. Like, why are we all putting that on them? They're fine. I don't know why so many people involved in this movie and fans of this movie do have such a chip on their shoulder. I There was that other thing going around the picture of Margot Robbie with the lyrics from Taylor Swift's If I Was a Man. Margot's doing great. Margot's doing great. Taylor Swift is doing great. How would Taylor Swift's life, even that song, how would Taylor Swift's life be different if she was a man? I don't think she'd be selling out stadiums because I don't think male artists sell out stadiums in this day and age. I actually don't think they do. I think the only difference would be that like some of her boyfriends would be 19 now. <laughs> right. Like, what is the point of that? Like, Taylor, you're rich. You go on private jets every day. If you were a man, what? You would be a double billionaire? Like, what what do you miss? What's missing from your life that you think is because of your gender? I don't understand. Taylor, you are single-handedly with a team shifting local economies in ways men never could. And never, yeah. And never have. Since never have. The, since the Gilded Age. Speaking of which, so I had a little. Taylor a little is like a Carnegie night. or a Rockefeller. 100%. You know, she, she is. She's like modern. Except what, what I do think is really cool about Taylor is that like. She did, I mean, Christmas tree farm wealth, sure. But she is, it's like the men who were in those positions were sort of granted them. Whereas I sort of think Taylor is the talent. Yeah. No, I love that. No, I think the men who were the first Carnegie's and Rockefeller's worked really hard and were super ingenious. For sure. Their heirs are the ones who are just plopped in those positions. But what were you going to say before I said that? 
first of all, this past week, I've gotten two major reflections from the world around me that kind of rocked me to my core. One was three different people saying they couldn't believe I wasn't specifically 24. Wow. That's exciting. Random. I was really pleased actually, but a man told me last night that my hair down, he said, can you take your hair down? It was like an abundant. I was like, sure. And he's like, wow. He's like, your hair looks revolutionary. And I was like, that I like, well then, well, no, that's why I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, like sort of like almost like founding father. And I was like, what? Oh, no, so, no. like he meant of or having to do with the Revolutionary War of the Revolutionary War. Oh, damn. I'm like, OK, I didn't use shampoo and conditioner. So I get that it might be like curly stiff, but like, lol. like I think he literally was. Re- I think he was literally reflecting that I looked like I was like in Parliament, like at court wearing one of those like like curly wigs. Yeah, a little bit. Let's fi- let's wrap up, Barbie. I think what we need to conclude is it was a really fun movie and we liked it a lot, mostly because of Ken, but it probably didn't deserve Oscars. And the ones that it got nominated for are a- above and beyond what we expected. And it's fine. We need popcorn movies and we need serious stuff. So it's okay for something to be a popcorn movie. It's okay for something to make a million gazillion dollars for that yeah. to be its main accomplishment. It's great. We welcome that. Speaking of fabulous female-driven comedy movies that didn't get Oscar noms. So wait, so you didn't see, did you see not only Renee Rapp on SNL, but so you didn't see Mean Girls? No, I went to hang out with people instead. I had to make a game. Great. I had to make a game day decision uh, whether I was going to try to stalk my way into making mom friends at the mom and baby mean girl screening. Like I was going to, you know, I was going to just like low key follow them to a coffee shop afterward and then be like, I do feel like, I feel like Phil, I feel like theater as a networking event isn't top notch. I know because <laughs> it's dark and you don't speak, but I was just going to follow them. I was going to follow, I was going to look for people that looked cool and I was going to follow them to a coffee shop or something afterward and then i was gonna be like oh were you in the screening so was i here's my baby and like make mom friends but then it's like you know i you well, you know in those you know in the movies where it's like i'll be in the coffee shop with the rose in my book it's like i'll be at the coffee shop with the playbill right on the table right like i it will be like um looking for people that have their playbills out oh same, 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 same. are you the playbill same, same, same. yeah yeah like you've got mail yes exactly yeah. But so at the last minute, I got invited to hang out with some mom friends that I actually do know in real life. Oh, cool. So I was like, oh, this is great. I love this. So I did that instead. That is how manifesting works, though, where it's like you can make your plans of like the how it's going to happen. But ultimately, the like the deeper intention you were setting was to actually create some mom friends in Ireland. And in fact, the universe swooped in and made it way easier than you thought. Yeah, totally. I'm still going to stalk people. Yeah. And I'm also going to cherish the people that I've already hung out with and met, re-met this week, who I hadn't seen in a while. I'll say this, read the Elordi SNL episode. I thought the most interesting thing was Renee Rapp's hard launch into I'm Gay. I loved it. Uh, Yeah, I guess. I guess so. I don't know. I mean. I loved, I was like, whoa. I was like, I'm gay too. Like, I loved it. I'm surprised because I thought Gen Z was like, they were very like, don't label me. Well, right. I do think, though, that like we are still living. I mean, we're really and we're going to talk about it at the moon. You will later. Astrologically, we're in and really until 2026, we're in very in between times. And I think what Renee is doing, like, it's like funny, too, because it's like, yeah, like 
Gen Z doesn't even need labels. And they also were not necessarily even born when Mean Girls came out. So I feel like in some interesting way, Renee is kind of doing a little bit of like reconnaissance for Gen Z. And she's like, okay, I'll go do this old script and I'm going to come out looking hot and cool, being messy and quote unquote, not media trained, but actually I'm being myself. And for the record, I eat pussy. And I just thought, wow, hot, cool. Yeah. Yeah, she's really cool. I like her a lot. It's really weird though. I saw a clip from the new Mean Girls from the musical. It's like in the scene that I saw, it was verbatim the same lines as the regular movie. That is, see, that's where like, not even from a networking perspective, but I actually think it's coming to the Kravitz Center in Florida. Maybe I'll see it touring there unless I can see it here. But like, I am genuinely no, this curious. Is, this is the movie that came out in theaters. Wait, wait, wait. Mean Girls, this whole hubbub has not been about the theater. Oh my God. You don't know this? Hold on a sec. Wait, wait. Uh, wow, I'm ashamed. Sarah, I can't believe you thought that this was, all of this press was for a national tour of a theater show. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> no, they they filmed the musical and it's in theaters. Like they filmed it on a set. It's not on stage. It's not, a, it's not. That changes everything that you've been saying. Re, it's the same script. If it's the same script and it's, literally just a movie recast and with songs that is like shame on you hollywood it's really weird i don't know why they i thought this was all about a broadway run whoa i'm so dumb oh my god whoa i guess it's just an easy way to capitalize on the mean girls nostalgia but is renee rap in the broadway version i don't know oh my god i gotta take myself off the wait list immediately. Oh, Holy sh- What the fucking nothing, fuck? Nothing. nothing, nothing. I'm sorry. Okay, let's just do a sign off. What were you saying about Ariana Grande? I wanted to apologize. I love, yes, and. But I do think that it's less the song and the lyrics and more the the expert engineering at the beginning. I think the like track itself, the me back dancing, I'm it, I'm it, I'm I think that's really catchy and great. I like it too. I like it too. I really like it. I really like it. Sorry, Ari, we were in a bad mood. I know. We've been a little negative lately. We have to stop. I don't think it's negative. I Actually, think that we're all that. just I like personally. Say that. Yeah, and I just think we're personally triggered by the Ari situation because simply he is so short. And I'm triggered by it because I have a new baby. And if someone. Yeah. And, and like I know what my postpartum body looks like. And if someone who weighed 83 pounds swooped in and, you know. Right. Not stole my husband, but right. uh, was now with him, up with him. Was now dating him and living with him in some other penthouse in some other state. I would want. I would want to fucking murder. I would change. I would Texas chainsaw massacre them and everyone. I, I else. mean, it would it would send me over the edge for fucking sure. Yeah, like the fact that Lily J hasn't done anything arrestable yet is actually like good on her. Yeah, I can't wait until. Oh God, I wish Oprah was still on. What What is the new Oprah? Rogan? Is she going to go on Rogan and tell her side? Wow, her what daddy? a funny, what a, is Rogan the new Oprah? Is like, <laughs> whoa, we are definitely wait, think- in a changing of the times. That's Those are two charts to compare. <laughs> we should, because I think they're actually filling really similar places in society. And we'll I actually think they're, time. I think they're both Aquarius Leo energy. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Join the Patreon, patreon.com slash space trash podcast. I'm so happy for you if the Barbie speech resonated with you and don't take it personally that we didn't like it. I liked it. I just, I get, it's not Oscar 
worthy to me. It's a comedy. Right. And right. that we don't I mean, have those expectations for ourselves. Take the money and run. What the same with that Mad Men quote? It's like the money is the the money's the win. Come on. That's what the money is for. Yeah. That's what the money is for. Go Greta, go Margo. We stand. Live on. Keep making movies, gals. Way to go. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles. The rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.